for the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is for the players, the pop culture PlayStation podcast for 40 years of playing PlayStation and 10 plus years in that game's meaning. I'd like to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. But if you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, come and check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures, where you can watch us record this show in live, where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show you can tell your friends tell your family about this playstation podcast if you are listening on podcast services be sure to give us a five star rating and a written review if you're watching on youtube be sure to like subscribe with comment below i endeavor to answer every single comment if you want to support us financially you can at patreon.com slash the pop culturist as well as our merchandise store of course the shop where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it it's a late one to eight, uh, not just before nine o'clock on a Saturday night. No wrestling this weekend, though, Max. Everything's thrown out because of a different event. <laughs> and my child. Yes, instead instead of physical wrestling this week, you emotionally wrestled with the events of today. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I was, I was just gonna get straight into what you reckon. Yeah, fuck it, let's get straight into. Boom. It. All right, so today. I weighed my way in to the Melbourne CBD for the Game Expo. The Game Expo, it's uh, it, it, it's marketed itself as this brand new uh, video games expo, or at least gaming culture community expo uh, for the beginning of the year. First of its kind. Okay, cool. Let's set up some pre-explanation to, to this. So... I applied for a media pass fuck knows how long ago. We got approved. So big thank you to the team. So even though I got a free pass, preface about what I'm about to say. Uh, up until like literally three days ago, so two days before the, uh, the expo was to happen, really no one had any idea what was going on. This last week, they have announced their, their sponsors They've announced some panels, still haven't announced what was on the floor, really, right? And a map went up probably Friday, right? So there was really no understanding of what was going to be in there. So I, fuck me, I guess, for applying for a pass way before information was readily available. But we did. So some of the things is... Where do you want me to start, Max? From the beginning. Well, as in, like, talking about like my like my expectations going in, or my experience, or how do you want to work this out? Yeah, yeah. Go from what what your expectations of it were to what the reality okay. was. Based on the information that we had going in, my expectations were not very high. I was like, this is probably going to be a little bit. It's going to be tiny. Imagine there'll be a couple of things there, you know, in terms of like well, this is kind of what they've marketed themselves. Now, they said they've marketed themselves not verbally, like not directly saying it, but the marketing at which they've used, the way they've been displaying it, they've been essentially selling themselves as a PAX light, right? It's the same venue as PAX. 
it's you know it's kind of pulling the same idea of hey it's got this that the other panels blah 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 blah, blah. it's selling itself like it's packs but a smaller version this event is no packs and i've come to find out that like apparently the internal messaging of the company uh, uh, like in terms of all the volunteers whatever is like hey we are not a small packs like i'm sorry your marketing says very different expectation was low because first of its kind the first of anything is always a little bit rough so i rock up and first of all it was a little bit weird because last time i went to the convention center was for PAX. The whole welcome home banners and all the beautiful marketing that PAX has, non-existent. It was just blank. I was like, oh. Am I in the wrong spot? <laughs> yeah, walking in the wrong spot. I'm like, sure, no worries. I go up to the, the lady at the door. She said, hey, how can I help you? I'm like, hey, I'm here for the she's here for the Game Expo. I'm like, yep. Yeah. I'm here to pick up my media pass. She's oh, yeah, just jump in the VIP line over there. I'm like, VIP. Oh, okay. Go in there, get my pass. Like, I skipped the whole line. It was awesome. <laughs> Like that part was pretty sweet. Bingo. Boop. Get my pass. Head on in. The room at which they were using was the uh, the equivalent to the, the room for packs that is just used to line up to get into the main area. You know that first area where all like the whiny parts are? literally that big now once again not being a big fuck off convention for its first of its kind i wasn't expecting to use the whole floor that would be insane the dollars on that alone can only exist but you know through the likes of read pop and packs cool why use this venue then short answer question number one walk in a lot of empty floor space to my left is a giant booth with just a bunch of merchandising for the stuff for the company shirts hats drink bottles varsity jackets like all i'm like it's a lot of money spent on merchandise for an expo, expo no one really has any idea what it's about okay cool follow the path down the left of the wall an artist alley there's a side wall and about three out three little um run sides for artist alley okay cool i i love a good artist alley you know, because I, I, I found some art. I found some cool God of War stuff. Picked it up. Looked really cool. I'm like, all right. And then there's like a couple stalls, really. Like, And one of them is for Good Game, which Good Games, which was a, a sponsor of the show. Cool. All right. All right. Then there's like a board game section uh, with like three companies. It's like Marvel, Marvel Champions, Wingspan. Wingspan's a dope game, by the way. So there's that. Um, and a couple other little ones. And then there's uh, a big cosplay stage, a big a big stage we'll use for cosplay, which which is cool. All right, cool. Uh, and then a big screen over the back corner for the for some esports. A BYOC area, an- another smaller screen. And I think it was supposed to be a stage. I don't really remember. Uh, a retro <clears throat> open console area. And oh, and oh, and there was like five little <coughs> indie, indie booths, but I think there was only three because one of them was clearly WarioWare, and I'm I'm pretty sure that's not an independent game. That's the floor. So I was literally able to see everything the floor had to offer in no less than fifteen minutes. Just walking around, coming back. And so what'd you do all day? <laughs> because you've been up there all day. So I have. All I, day? I, I got it there at ten thirty, and I got home 15, at like. If it took you fifteen minutes to do a lap of the show floor, 
and it seems like you were underwhelmed by what they were showing. All right. The fuck did you do all that? Now, so I'm going to preface one one thing. As it as we mentioned, we went there as media pass as, as with the media pass. So, what I've essentially explained to you just then was the experience if you were uh, a standard consumer, standard patron, and it's probably a bit shit because of that. However, I bumped in a good friend Ethan from Tagbots. It's 10:30 in the morning, might I add. We're just chatting. And he's like, hey, come up to the, the VIP bar. I'm like, it's fucking 10.30. He's like, yeah, I've already had two drinks. What's your point? So apparently, like, there was a VIP bar area. And in that area, like, if you were uh, a VIP or a content creator or a media, you're up and go up there. And it was an open bar. So I go up there. I, I bump into, you know, Dylan from the Exposure Network. Because like, I know he he flew in from Tassie. So he was there by himself. I was there by myself. I didn't really see anyone else that I knew. So I was like, oh, we just, let's fucking hang out. So we did. Went up to the bar. Had a chat with Ethan. Ethan, we were probably there for like two hours. And I'm like, probably should go do something. So we went back down, did another lap, and then went, hmm. So we went back upstairs. <laughs> so like... Yeah, and then I was there until about six. So, and that, in that time, like I, I, you know, as I had a couple of drinks, I just spent a lot of time just socializing, like you know, catching up with with you know other creators that are, uh, and my media peoples that I knew, and just meeting new ones, which is a big one too. Uh, so I'm, it's mixed, right? I had a cool, I had a good day unrelated to like the expo i was at the expo but there were literally moments where i forgot where i was not because i was hammered but because i was just like wait where am i it was because it was hammered ladies and gentlemen yeah yeah it's cool no it's because it was one of those like i'm just having this social experience and then i go oh yeah there's a fucking expo downstairs oops so like the my experience of what the expo is is totally different to what the average patron would be now, it, so this is these are my these. Actually, do you have any questions before I like I just kind of keep going? No, no, it's all, all good. Keep going. Okay, so my assessment of this event. Now, knowing full well this is the first one, and I'm very understanding that it's the first one because, as I said, the first the first of anything is rough. The expo lacks its own identity. I don't know what it wants to be. So it's named The Game Expo, which tells me there should be games. And yeah, there were games. There was was a retro free console area. Okay, that's minimal effort. All right, minimal effort. We have a BYOC area. So bring your own computers. We're going to have a little LAN party. Okay, literally the cheapest thing you could fucking do. People people pay extra for those tickets. They bring their own computers. All you got to do is provide monitors and a table or maybe not there maybe you bring your own monitor too like lowest bar of entry all right esports very low-key esports events but then again with the likes of dreamhack which is literally a giant convention just for esports okay cool so you're doing a lesser version of something else all right artist alley cool PAX doesn't have an artist alley. That's dope. Like it made it. Like it gave me the artist alley gave me energies of this of like a supernova or 
a, a like AMC, which was an old expo that used to get done. Um, it, it doesn't exist anymore, but like it was really low key. It was it was tiny. It was small. It was cool. All right, that's that's interesting. I like it was good, but like a majority of the artwork was very general pop culture and or anime inspired. So does that fit with the gaming branding? Not really. Okay, what about the sponsors? So does that mean, so with, with the sponsors of like Steel Series, Road, are there booze for these people? No, no, there isn't. A lot of the, like the booze that were there were kind of like little trinkety shit or good games selling like Pokemon cards, D&D books, all for the literally the shelf price. No mm. real reason. Uh, you know, conventions always, the prices are never marked down or, a, you know, expo deal. They are literally the same prices as if you buy them. If you bought them from like eBay, not eBay, uh, eBay Games Online, Gameology, you're, you're paying less. All right. So, you know, so in that case, it's not like PAX or Supernova or whatever. There's no, there's not enough stalls. So it's not really a trade sort of expo. Okay, cool. Then what is it? If it's none of these things, it's like it's dabbled into a little bit of everything and not delivering on any of them. What you're kind of telling me is it's essentially just a an expensive community event. Yes. That's what it feels like. And like, don't get me wrong. Given more time, I believe that's a really <clears throat> good avenue to go down. Right? Because like Oz Comic Con, Supernova, all of them they are all the same, like they have become the same amorphous fucking blob where you pay 30 bucks, whatever to get into a convention to just have the right to go to 35 different stalls that all sell Funko Pops, right? Yeah. That is gross. I haven't enjoyed a Supernova or a Comic-Con in a very long time because every everything about that event, you have to pay for. You, got, you pay to get in, okay. Pa- the stalls, okay. Pay to do meet and greets. Okay. Pay for photo opportunities. Okay. It's just opening your wallet and pulling shit out the whole way through. Now, granted, this did not feel as predatory in terms of make us make you pay for everything. It did have that really good community feel. Like it felt like RTX and a very small RTX. Like the artist alley was cool. It's really cool to see great art. And there was a lot of really, really good art. As I said, I bought two pieces because it was fucking cool. And I think doubling down on that would be a great idea. But then the right balance of that, of course, so it doesn't feel like a market. As, as I was, that, that was the analogy that was given to me today by, by friend Fid. Um, and I quite like that analogy. But like, okay, then you have, you have an indie game section. You have three games, three indie games. What? And like, as I said, like, you know, esports, there's events that do it better. Now, don't get me wrong. That's from the consumer side. That media room, by far the best media room I've ever been in. Not just because it had beers and spirits, but because it had like comfy seats and nice tables with good lighting and some video games for us to play, for us to sit there and play and chat and have a good time. Like that was a cool experience, but that's not everyone's experience. Everyone's experience is that flaw. So like I can say I had a good day because I got to socialize with with my other media and content buddies and that was awesome. But that is not everyone else's experience. It's weird. 
It's a very weird event to explain. Because once again, like I looked, I said, when I walked in and I said, the first thing you see is a giant booth of just Game Expo branded apparel and like trinkets. Could that money have been spent on anything else? Because I understand brand awareness, right? It's incredibly important for a brand new company. But right now, what does that brand mean? I have a shirt that says the Game Expo on it, but I don't know what that means. It just means I went to an event that was kind of fine. Like, I'm not going back tomorrow because I've got my son, but if I did, you know what I'd be doing? Beers. Hanging upstairs. More socializing. And like, I, yeah. because once again, like PAX is that too. PAX is a social event. But it's also bolstered by everything. Even if, even if PAX had the same quality media room with the same like, you know, schmoozy networking atmosphere, I would still have spent more time on the floor. Yeah. PAX is, PAX is very overwhelming to a degree as well, though, if you don't, if you go in there blind and without a plan. Um... So having something smaller scale would be beneficial, I think. Yeah. But they clearly need to work out what it is that they want to be. And obviously it's still in its infancy if it's if it's, it's their first. Um, but my, always, also my understanding is they didn't know what they were. They, and not a lot of stuff yeah. was locked in until like a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. That's not good. I know, it's a tough one. Would I go next year? <clears throat> I probably would. Because I, I would like to see this succeed. Because there is, like, PAX is awesome. It's a really cool thing to happen in October. But why not have something at the start of the year, right? There's it, it's there's nothing else. Like, there's no Supernovas. There's no Oz Comic Cons. And even then, they're kind of dead. Because the Oz Comic Con and Supernova were entirely reliant on international talent coming in. That's more mm. expensive than ever. And there's only so many, like... You know, we're in a post-celebrity world. Like, it it doesn't exist anymore. Like, the idea of these movie stars, TV stars, it doesn't happen in the same way it used to. So their entire business model is a little bit fucked. And a, and, a, and a good community event like this, awesome. But, like, in that case, they need to set it up to be more community-driven. It's It's tough. So these ones again, I said, I enjoyed my time because I had a unique experience. And I, I had an experience that not match others would match. Yeah. In the chat, Super Marcy. Sup, Marcy. Because I was meant to go and I would love to see smaller events succeed. But sounds like I would have been there 10 minutes and left. You would have. And I and I appears that's to be a common consensus. So if you didn't go there with the intention to do the Apex tournament, which is tomorrow, by the way, like want to have an Apex tournament each day. Um, if you're not the, if you're not going to there for cosplay, then what are you gonna do? Like if you went there for for eat, like if it's, if anything, be a cosplay event, be a fucking land party event. Have the modest alley. No, no one else really does that. Do that. That's the answer. Find what it is and just do it better. 
like the what the shoot your shot wide doesn't work anymore like even niche events are going under like i think the crunchy ball country roll expo is done i think that's happening again you know what i mean oh, like yeah. it's it's, yeah. it's 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 tough it's tough and look i say this is someone that didn't organize it someone that didn't invest in it and like shit i made up my fucking fuel to bite to go there in just like the three drinks that i had all right once again not the average experience uh mgb yeah. in the chat goes it's great to have more conve- uh, conventions around helps to bring more people together in, in a great way mr Horko. He says, is it, is it some classes BS designed by someone who wants to hang out with VIPs open bar at the VIP area, but nothing for the punters who paid. That is true. I had that consideration when I was up there. I'm sitting to myself thinking like, it's nice, but like, it does feel different. Like Mm. I, my understanding is there's no boo. There was no booze downstairs, only booze upstairs. So you're kind of not wrong. And I, I think knowing that the expo didn't have a lot, I think the idea of swinging some some love and some special treatment to to the influencers and to the media and to like people in the VIPs, quote unquote, is the idea is that, that they would go and go, hey, it wasn't that bad, which is exactly what I did. But I'm also have I, because of the, the the nature of the platform that we have in terms of long form content with podcasts. I can sit here and go, I had a good time, but you can't put that, you can't you can't put everything I just said into a tweet. You can't or an Instagram post. You know what I mean? It's just like I look at the marketing and I see that robot. I'm like, how much did they pay for someone to fucking mock that robot? Mm. And could have that you've been using? It? Pax doesn't really have a mascot, and a, and Penny Arcade is a massive company, or at least I think they did once. I don't know if they do anymore, but you know, what I mean, like that's just where I sit, right? Yeah. So yeah, like, is it run by people that just want to hang out with their mates in a VIP? It's a lot of money to it to spend to do something like that. I can't verify yes or no. Like I met the technical director. It turns out, like I've, I I've, I met him ages ago. Like he's a name that I, I was like. I, Oh yeah, I know that dude. Like we've we've email exchanged or something once before, right? Um, but yeah, it's 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 a lot of effort just to hang out with some people. <laughs> I know this is a giant tax write off or something. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, yeah, it does feel that there is a great different there is a great differential between um, those that paid and those that were invited. And to like, this is the thing. So to, to PAX's credit, you're treated literally no different. You line up in the same lines. The only advantage you get is you get to go in an hour early on the Friday. That's it. Now, what I would like is somewhere in the middle. Like I miss EB Expo. EB Expo is the best expo that there has been in this, in this country. It has, it was a three day event. Awesome. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Thursday night was press night, so you could go there. Like, so we would go, we would go, and we would get to go hands on with all the games. We were there for a couple of hours, and we got to have the schmoozy events like this, and you know, shake hands, and you know, meet, you know, see people you haven't seen forever, and that's it. There is no other treatment for the rest of the weekend. It's like you've had your three hours or four hours, whatever it was. Now you're everyone else. 
and that's good. Like, I love that. And I still went all three days because the expos was awesome. And and the other advantage of the EB Expo is it didn't hide the fact that it was a like, that it was fucking it was a, a consumer driven expo. Like we have a giant store in the middle of the expo. There's games and shit you can play, and everything that's playable you can go pre order. Like it didn't hide the fact that it was trying to sell you something all the time, but it didn't try yeah. to pull the money out of your pocket like a Supernova or or a Oz Comic Con. It's weird. Uh, Marcy, at least they can take on feedback and put it into play. And that's totally true. Like first times, as I said, that, and I, I got to reiterate, it's first go. I've never run an expo and nor think I could. I can sit here and look at it and I can make some critiques. Like a, a, a more relevant example, like I, I was involved in uh, a company's first ever wrestling show last week. Was there lots of mistakes? Damn right there was. Is a lot of room to learn? Damn right there is. And will that uh, will that person learn? I damn hope so. But it's their first go at it. But if they if the second show happens and all those things are still there, that's when you can call the, pull the plug. Same as this. If this expo happens again and it's just as trash, well, it's not trash. Just as what feels low effort, that's a problem. Hopefully, it goes better. Uh, MGB goes, considering last year how CR Expo, uh, which one was that? Crunchyroll, uh, went first one under century. They have a lot to learn. So, um, with the Crunchyroll, I do have some information around, uh, why that was such a fuck up. So essentially the, especially with all those lines, etc. the chal- the issue with that was the verbiage in the contractual agreement between, uh, the Expo and the convention center. Uh, there was wording in their uh, agreement that said I think it was X amount of people for the weekend so rather than per day they had to have half you know like they couldn't have as many people on in in due to fire whatever right that's that was the mm-hmm. problem so they got it fixed on the day which then opened the doors up so that's a legalities concern um, is it the fault of the people running the event not really but as they are the front facing they're the, what people see yes then it's technically their fault and Kumquat adds, are land parties still a thing? Apparently. Is, two th- is it 2003 again? This is the thing. I, why would you want to bring your own computer to a fucking convention? I, I personally don't understand it, but I don't play PC. And that's one thing. Some people have cool PCs that they're like showing off to yeah, people. Yeah, is it like a car show? Is that kind of the idea? It's not It's not everyone else's fault that you have the equivalent of a fucking old lady handbag for a computer. It's true. My computer does suck asshole. That's very true. <laughs> Um, and he also had, they also said, I like the idea of something set up, uh, but BYOC, that's a big effort with NBN now to most people. I hope it succeeds, but sounds like it took fun ideas from 20 years ago and missed out on getting in some quality gaming entertainment options. Now, don't get me wrong. PAX has BYOC. They have, they've always have. So it's not as if it's new. And that's what I'm saying. Like they've, they've tried to like, there is nothing wrong with knowing your inspiration, right? This show is directly inspired by the likes of PlayStation Beyond, uh, PS I Love You XOXO, Sacred Symbols, all those things, right? And like all the various podcasts I've in, that I've consumed in my time. I th- uh, We are the sum of our influences and that's fine. But like what they've done here is they've just picked up things that they think might be enjoyable from other, from other events and tried to cram it all together. And in a result, lost their own voice if they had one. Yeah. 
yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of things at play there. And Super Marcy adds, uh, the problem would be if they don't take on feedback and don't make positive changes. That's correct. That's that's the next step, really. But yeah. Any more questions? No, I think you covered everything nicely. Yeah, good. But there so, you go. So you're, not, so you're not going back tomorrow to play Pass the Parcel? Oh, yeah. That's right. And there was like panels, but they're not really panels. Like, because they didn't have any of the fucking auditoriums. It was like a small- Wasn't, wasn't there like a gigantic fucking chess tournament on as well? Yeah, there was like, there was like a whole tape. Like, all the free play board game area is just, was most of it was just chess. Nothing wrong with that. Chess is pretty fucking cool. Chess is pretty cool. But if I was to go to a gaming expo and they're like, we've got a, we've got a, a tabletop section and I rolled up and all it was was chess, I'd be disappointed. Yeah. Like- I was like, yeah, unless, I was- unless unless I was seeing some like Harry Potter ass fucking wizards chess, and the chess pieces are like <laughs> fighting on top of the table or something, that'd, that'd be cool. I'd be down for that. But like, because there's a tabletop area, it's like, oh, sick. Maybe there'll be some minis, and I can get some minis. No. <laughs> yeah, fucking mini pawns, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just miniature chess pieces is pretty much where I was all at. But yeah, as I said, look, I enjoyed my time, but not for the expo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I, I appreciate the invite because like I didn't know about like once again I should also specify like the the VIP bar thing that wasn't advertised like I I didn't know until I got there I was like oh okay yeah. like I didn't be like I'm taking media pass because there's an open bar but yeah yeah interesting yeah as long as it's as long as they try to grow and change all that sort of stuff. All right, Max. Speaking of cool things to enjoy, what did you buy this week? Oh, I bought nothing. Oh, yeah. Technically, you I bought was, nothing. That is true. I was, I was sponsored. You were sponsored by your mum. My mum. Yeah. Your, so your mum's down. She got ripper COVID she, in your house and she paid she's you. Not, it's not anymore. <laughs> she's uh, she's going back, back to the wonderful land of Queensland. But I was lucky enough to score a dual sense edge. Ooh, a little bit higher. A little bit higher. A little bit higher. There yeah, it is. is that there you go. Yeah, we go. There's some things I love about this controller, and there's things that are slowly growing on me. So I got this Friday morning, so yesterday at time of recording. So I've literally had it for about 24 hours. The pros are the uh, the weight of the controller. It's nicely weighted. It's nice and heavy. Feels durable. Really good. It has all the bells and whistles that a DualSense contr- uh, the, 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 the DualSense has. Great. Love it. The back paddles are all right. I wish they sat a little bit differently. So if they sit... Um, I don't know if you can see in the screen here, but they sit there. Mm-hmm. Um, my scuff so, have... So for those that can't... Always watch the audio version. When your hand sits around a control, it's kind of where your middle fingers would yeah, sit. Yeah, it sits, sits where the middle finger is up. Um, I have a scuff controller as well for my PlayStation 4. The paddles sit at the ring finger distance. So a little bit further down. So um, I find that that position is a little bit better. I tend to hit the paddles accidentally if I grip the controller too tightly. Because well, once again, your anchor fingers should be your middle fingers. Yeah. So like what yeah. hold the controller, yeah. Yeah. So if you squeeze too tightly, you're going to hit those buttons. The only real issue I have with the controller is the face buttons feel really weird. They don't have... It's like a mushy? Yeah. They So they're not as... 
um, tactile as the standard DualSense controller. And the other one is the the battery life on this thing is fucking hot garbage. I think I got three to four hours out of mine mm. before it died. Is that? Did you charge it up? I did charge it up. Oh, well, I ran it flat first and then charged it fully and then ran it flat again. But, um, I mean, I have the luxury of I sit at a desk when I play PlayStation. I'm, I'm not one of those people that sits on a couch or whatnot. So I'm I'm within a meter of where I need to be. So for the most part, I do play cabled anyway. It's not a really big deal for me. But for the average consumer who sits on a couch and plays, three to four hours is unacceptable for a, for a battery life on a $330 controller. is outrageous. Other than that, for a pro controller, it's, it's, it's nice. It feels great. It runs well. Uh, super easy to set up because uh, everything's obviously done inside the PlayStation 5 system menus as opposed to uh, like a third-party branded scuff, for instance, mm-hmm. where you have to use uh, like a magnetic <laughs> um, thing and then you push the button that you want to set and then push the button that you oh, want to yeah. assign and then you have to like swivel the thing at the same time. Nightmare. This is so much easier to use, easier to set up, and obviously that that helps just being manufactured by the same company. Yeah. But well, Because that, like, that, the, then that, there's also like the Razer... Raiju, like the Raiju which was done all through an app so you just bluetooth yeah. to your phone and boop this yeah. is even so easier. it's it's cool but the price is steep for what it, it is. is was how much and was like it a, three two nine three 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 thirty nine i believe is the cheapest i found it brutal yeah no. so it is very much a luxury control and yeah. not a pro control yeah. man if i if i can get a fuck a, a, a dual sense edge from giving my mum covid then that's, that's a yeah i'm pretty deal. sure she, i i'm still under the assumption that my kid gave us all covid but we're all we're all negative now we're all we're all back my kid still has a bit of a gnarly cough yeah um i've I developed a, a like a bit ages. of a runny fucking nose after after my negative but yeah we're all we're all good now which is great uh, and I can now be say that I've been COVID free since twenty three. <laughs> one good thing came out of this. It's true. It's true. It's one <laughs> advantage. But uh, but yeah. So what games have you tested it out with? Have you jumped into Destiny, DMZ? So I have been playing in a in a beautiful transition. I have been playing all of those above games: Destiny oh, nice. two. Um, I've been playing DMZ, so Call of Duty: Modern Warfare two. Um, I used it to play Rocket League. Did go well, uh, and Octopath Traveler too. Did the back buttons really benefit Octopath Traveler? Uh, yeah, so I have the left toggle as X. So while I'm perusing stuff on my computer with my right hand, <laughs> I can just play the whole fucking game one-handed. Just like skip with <laughs> yeah, the that's, dialogue. That, yeah, that, that's the that's what you want to be doing on screen. Uh, it didn't work well for well for Rocket League. I uh, I'm one of those people who grips my controller tightly when I'm like getting into it. Yeah. So accidentally jumping constantly is fucking annoying in yeah. Rocket League. Uh, for COD, it's great. I've got it set up so left paddle is jump, right paddle is like a punch. So I never have to take my thumbs off the aiming and moving sticks mm. ever. So yeah, it's good. Very nice. Well, I'm glad I didn't spend the money to be dis- some somewhat disappointed. Well, no, it's, it's good. Yeah, just like it, it will be. It will. It, I mean, it will be my main controller. Like I. I don't, well, you'd fucking hope so. It's um, 
But yeah, it took some getting used to. The other advantage is because it's right there, you can have it plugged in the entire time without any yeah, major concerns. Yeah, the, like the only downside is, is is the battery life, so, and that's not an issue for for where I game. So, exactly, very very cool. But as you said, you've been playing Octopath. Have you, have you been you've been still digging it. So I'm about 15 hours deep now. I have unlocked six of the eight characters and I have done chapters one and two of all of those six characters. Mm. Uh, I definitely have a favorite. So your party can only consist of four characters at, a, at any given time. I definitely have my favorite four. Mm. Um, I, I, I have a feeling that one of the two that I haven't unlocked yet will become a permanent member of my team. Um, just because I need it, I need the role of a, the conventional tank, the guy with a lot of health that can take hits. Uh, I don't have that. I have a team of squishy boys at the moment, um, which is not great. Uh, all their stories are not created equally, unfortunately. There's just characters I just could not give a shit about, and then there's other characters that I cannot wait to learn more about their backstory. Uh, so I think I mentioned it last week. Uh, the second character I unlocked was like essentially the mage class where he has been framed for the murder of his wife and child. Super keen on his story. He's basically on like this revenge quest, which is rad. Um, uh, one of the other stronger storylines, in my opinion, has been uh, the priest class. Uh, basically, he's um, essentially an investigator or an investigator inside the, the priesthood and their their equivalent of the Pope was murdered. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to try and work out who did this and how they managed to do it. So there's some really cool stories. And unfortunately, there's some others who's just like, I want to be a famous dancer and I don't really care about anything else. So <laughs> I, I'm I'm a greedy merchant. My, my father got uh, uh, hoodwinked by doing shoddy contract work in his youth. I'm like, okay, cool. Good for you. And it's like, he's like, and it's like that stereotypical, like Southern American style writing. And it's just like, you're just picturing like these fat cat oil guys. Just like, ha ha ha. <laughs> like Texas, like it's, it's, like, Texas yeah. oil man. It's, it's basically that. So some of them are just like, whatever. And some of them, some of them have been really cool. So I'm about, yeah, about 15 hours deep into that. Still digging it. Uh, I, I think the first game's better mm-hmm. after playing this for a bit longer. Uh, the characters in the first game seem to be more um, engaging than what these ones are. Uh, they have added some some new stuff in the second game, but overall, I th- I, the first one's a little bit stronger. So if you've played the first one and enjoyed it, you may not enjoy the second one as much, but it is still solid gameplay. Interesting. Well, the, char- the characters aren't as aren't as as fun as the first one which is which is a shame this is a bum um i have completed my second run through of the destiny 2 lightfall campaign so i finished it with warlock does your, your uh, stance still the same i have yeah <laughs> the, the moment to moment gameplay is still tight as uh this week i did the new exotic uh secret mission got myself a freaking giganto spear which is rad but uh, I have been a hunter main since day one, Destiny one. Mm-hmm. I-, I may be a warlock guy now after f- after finishing uh, Lightfall and getting the new subclass for for warlock. Okay. Oh. What's, what's the difference? Why would you be inclined so, to switch? It's just more fun now. So hunters, I feel, got shafted. So their their gimmick for the new strand subclass is you can grapple twice. And any other class can only grapple once. 
not that exciting to be able to grapple a second time, to be honest. Mm. But uh, when you're a warlock with the build that I've been running, uh, essentially I get a kill and that enemy explodes and any enemy around that gets hit by the explosion gets strung up or suspended is the keyword that they use. Basically green strands of thread come out of nowhere and, and, and string them up mm-hmm. and then they blow up. And then anything that that explosion hits then suspends the rest of the room. And then threadlings, these little green bugs, will fly out of everything and blow up more things. And then more things get suspended. And then more threadlings come out. And then more things blow up. And I can clear an entire room with one fucking bullet. Oh, no wonder you like it. It's a little OP moment. <laughs> now, like, I, I, I still love my Hunter, but... Warlock's kind of gaining some traction for me. Okay. Titan's still, Titan, in my opinion, is still a piece of shit, and I'm not looking forward to playing <laughs> playing the campaign through on my Titan. My Titan has always been my least favorite character, and I have a feeling it's not going to change. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, like I said, the, the moment-to-moment gameplay is still tight. The, the story left something to be desired, and I believe Bungie addressed that in there this week at Bungie Weekly. Oh, they're like, hey, something's drop. coming sort of thing? They're like, they're like we see that it wasn't as well received as we were hoping things are going to be coming and we'll sort everything out just like just keep playing just everyone keep playing <laughs> but yeah and then dmz still dmz i've i've worked out that the, my, my, the trio that i now play with um are super sweaty yeah we are at the point where we no longer do missions in the game uh, we've we've unlocked our second insured slot for our weapons, so it's just we're get, we're just gonna hunt the squads now. For whatever reason, the game only gives us one spawn, mm. so we spawn in the same spot every time for some reason. I don't know, it's supposed to be random, but it's not. And the first thing we do when the countdown timer starts is we open the map. If there's a car next to us, we get in the car and we drive around the corner up to the freeway, and there's a team there that's spawned in. If we're lucky, I'll run most of them over. If not, we'll shoot them all and I'll die. <laughs> if there's no car, we get on the jet ski that spawns because we spawn at the river. And then instead of driving the car up onto the freeway, we jet ski underneath the freeway and use the grapple point to go up to the freeway and then we shoot them in the back. <laughs> and then we just go hunting squad from squad. We You're just hit asshole. all the squad. <laughs> We just hit all the spawn points. Uh, we went on a tear the other night where we didn't get less than 20 kills per round, and there's only 60 players in the match. So we were killing a third of all squads by ourselves. At one point, uh, there's a contract in DMZ called Hunt Squad, which like gives you a radar point of where the squad is that you're hunting. We got hunted by a super squad of six people. Fucking killed all of them. <laughs> we just sat there. <laughs> it... Uh... Yeah, we get super sweaty when we play Call of Duty. <laughs> to the point, to the point where I think I sent a video clip to you guys the other day. One of one of my teammates was running a like a and a, a sword only class, wasn't using any guns. Literally jumped on the Xville chopper and yeah, killed an entire team without. He proceeds to without- fucking Rambo down. Like I think it was kind of in that. Like there's the. Uh, the the heli kind of lands near the riverbed and you gotta like yeah. jump over the thing. So he just kind of, yeah, I just see it's almost Leroy Jenkins it, just fucking fangs it, jumps in the chopper, 
<laughs> samurai swords everyone and then just and then as the plane as the chopper's going he's like whatever ching, 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 and then just fucking jumps back out and continues as per normal <laughs> here I am getting wrecked by bots <laughs> and this is what Max has to experience Jesus Christ yeah yeah so I'm I'm the designated wheel man I just drive that's all I do now I just drive around in the car I just get my teammates from point A to B and then I'll just revive them or like save them if need be. <laughs> but, uh, oh, it's, uh, it's been good fun. It's, I've gone from hating Call of Duty to this one singular game mode reviving my love of this franchise. So suddenly you're a load, a stack more invested in this acquisition and where it goes. Stack more invested. <laughs> well, yeah. So speaking of sweaty, like, now, mind you, I haven't done the same level of sweaty as you. Like, my sweaty's different because I've had the VR, th- the headset. <laughs> Mine's real head. sweat. Mine's real sweat. <laughs> so this week, I had spent a lot of time playing one particular VR game, which I still can't talk about. Um, but I'll talk about that later. Uh, the other one I've been playing is what we received. Uh, so I hit up uh, the lovely team at Play on Australia, who provided us a couple of review codes. They provided us... Uh, uh, after the fall which is a cool looking zombie zombie game i'm so keen to play that yeah itching and the other one they gave us was called unplugged air guitar so i think guitar hero in vr so all right this is the thing pretty sure that exists doesn't it (laughs) yeah it does like the rock band did a vr thing but yeah so here's the thing so obviously there's only like two it's like Two, there's like that one, that one, and that one. So all fingers on, just your index or just your other remaining fingers, right? That's the guitar noises. <laughs> so it's it, you, you. The guitarist from Steel Panther is like this poster that talks to you, which is weird in and of itself. But like, yeah, you've got to, you've literally got to like slide your hand up and down the neck. You've got to strum, but you've got to have your hand in the right spot. Like you can grab the whammy bar and move the up and down so you can get the whole, but like the, the, uh, the track, I think traditional guitar here, right? The track that comes down the middle, like it doesn't come down the middle. It comes into the, into the neck of the guitar, like the fretboard. So like, if you put your arm up, it it weirdly curves up to it, and then you can't suddenly can't see what you're trying to play. You gotta bring it down. It's 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 really interesting. It's fun. It's a cool little gimmick. Like, there's also an, a VR drum game called Drum Rock, I think. But is it licensed music or is it? Well, the two songs that I that are in it, I only played two songs because I was like, well, I got I had somewhere to be, so I was like, very quickly wrapped it up. But the first two songs are "Should I Stay or Should I Go" by The Clash. And the second song is Roadie by Tenacious D. So like not unknown songs. I don't think that there will be like an absolute banger of a, of a sound, uh, of, a, of a track list like your guitar heroes, like your rock band. Mm-hmm. But like first that's all right. It's not horrible. It's not mm-hmm. brand, but it's not horrible. Cool. Um, so that was, that was interesting. I'm, I will go back and check that out a little bit more. Um, because I mean, we're just kind of like just doing this little sample thing around all these cool VR titles you should check out. Like if you do like Rock Band, yeah, sure, give it a bell. Things are like 30 bucks. It's really not that expensive. Um, but yeah, the drums rock one should be interesting. Uh, but what I, the, the, the little details that I really enjoyed. So like, as, like if you ever do play VR, oh, excuse me. you tend to get those cool like floating hands 
but all the hands are tattooed. It's really cool. Super dumb. What else have I been playing? Let me do a quick look at my phone. Been playing more Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, I jumped in. A, a try, I played some Overcooked and moving out with my partner. Um, she <laughs> and now I'm single again. Yeah, I was gonna say the joke is we're still single. Uh, as I'm single now, but no, we're still together, which is nice. Um, we didn't have a we didn't have a big deep dive, but it was it was good fun. Uh, the other game that I've been playing is it's a, it's a code that came through a little while ago. Now I jumped on it because I know it had a PSVR support coming, but it hasn't landed yet. But I, was, I thought I'd give it a go anyway. Like now that I've got it, it's called Colossal Cave. So Colossal Cave is an old uh, text adventure game back from from back in the day. So what they've done is they've taken that that text adventure and they have put it into a three D space, but it's really cool in that. It's relatively simply laid out, but it's very old in its system of like, you can look and then you can like, you know, you look and you grab, you can toggle between the two. And when you look at something and you press a, a, a action button or X or whatever, like it'll give you a, a, a visual, uh, sorry, a verbal description of what's around you. So in the same way, and everything's conducted using North, South, East and West, like the old text-based games would, we like go North this is what you see all right go south this is what you see so like you can literally uh auditory information you your whole way through it but then it's you know it's kind of this cool sort of exploration so you go down you find a little like a grate and then you're in this cool cave and then you explore the cave <sighs> and sort of yeah check I, I i haven't spent a lot of time with it until i have spent a lot more time with a particular game like so i can't talk about but uh, the 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 gimmick of it, I really like the idea of a te- you know text adventure, but in three dimensional space, and it's in VR, which I, I don't think it's VR, the VR parts available yet. But when it is, we can check that out too. And um, what else? Well, that's all, that's all I can talk about at the moment. I'm pretty sure. That's well, all. And more Minecraft. Oh, and more Minecraft with my son. Yeah, yeah, that one's a big given. Yeah, I've been doing that one a lot too. But yeah, I think that's all. That's all I've been playing. Wow, it's been a long just set up to the show. Right in the yeah. first, but we haven't got into the, we haven't gone to the other parts yet. So let's get into that section now. This session's called Inform the Players. We tell you about what happened this week in PlayStation. This week in PlayStation, we have the big 7.0 firmware update. Bow, 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 bow. It's finally happened. We have Discord support as long as you have a phone or PC close by. So, <clears throat> a couple of months ago, about a year ago now, I guess, uh, you could link your Discord to your PlayStation 5 and it would show what you're playing. Mm-hmm. You now have to relink your PlayStation 5 to Discord and you can now join voice chats. However, it's essentially the same implementation as Microsoft have. Uh, you have to open Discord on either your PC or your mobile device join a voice chat using your PC or mobile device and then click a button that says join on PlayStation 5. Then it'll automatically join you into the Discord chat using your PlayStation 5 headset, voice, all that sounds. So if you don't have a device nearby, you're shit out of luck. Um, once you're in and you get over that that tiny hurdle of having to use another device the audio quality is great 
Yeah. Way be- way better than fucking PlayStation chat. Like way better. But like kind of shitty that Sony invested in Discord. Like millions of dollars. And we got the same integration as Microsoft, but like eight months later. Yeah. Now, do you- like what? Like, I wonder what the holdup was. If they got it working so quickly for them, like, what took them so long to get it over here? Mm. I wonder if it was something on the PlayStation side as opposed to a Discord issue. Like, uh, yeah, or is will, it as like we will probably never know? Maybe. I mean, we'll, yeah, we will probably never know. But like, if the, if the only hurdle to it is I ha- to to get Discord on my PlayStation, if my only hurdle is you need to pick up your phone and join a chat that way first, I guess it's not horrible. Now again, I have the luxury of where my PlayStation is set up is also where my PC is set up, so I tend to be on both at the same time at any given time. So joining a chat. Not that difficult for me, mm. um, and I, I guess most people I know are also pretty close by to either a, a, a phone device or a, or a PC to to join that chat. But it, it makes life easier in like doing Destiny two raids. Like a lot of people, because everything's cross platform now. A lot of people are like, hey, we only use Discord. We will not use in game chat now as a playstation user i can be like yeah i can join fucking discord cool let's do it Mm. i just wish it was better implemented i wish we could just get a a discord app on the playstation do you feel this might be an expectation thing on your part because as you said it is the exact same thing as xbox has delivered and and as reverend puck mentions in the chat They've never heard of any problems with Xbox, yeah. Xbox Discord oh, users. No, so like, it sounds 100%. like the implementation's good, but... And like, and, like, I realize that it's also unrealistic because some people are in, like, hundreds of Discord servers. Can you imagine tro- trying to fucking scroll through all those Discord servers and then each server could have multiple voice channels in it? Yes. It'd be a fucking nightmare trying to... And let alone all the that. text-based stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. I understand, but I... I was hoping for something more, mm. but what we've got is great. Yeah, it's one of those weird things. <clears throat> so the other things that um, the other big hitters for this patch are the 1440p video output. Oh yeah, I thought that was already out. Variable refresh rate for 1440p output. All right. Data transfers between PS5 consoles. Because it's now, oh, now that people can get them, I guess people can have two. Mm-hmm. Uh, your PlayStation 5 is now PS3. What? Ah, so... One of the things they've implemented is if you own a disc of a game, like a disc-based version of, like, a physical game, uh-huh. and you... Let's say you get that game on PlayStation Plus. Uh-huh. You can now launch that title using the disc. Oh, okay. Instead of needing to download the different SKU type. Okay. And vice versa. So, um, if you owned it digitally and then get a disc, you can play it off the disc without having to repatch all the crap. Similar to that of, uh, I don't, uh, MGB put in the chat only in America then, right? I don't think so. I'm, I think it works everywhere. So, for instance, um, yeah, so, you know, some of our PlayStation Plus games, uh, I, I own a disc. 
I can now kind of just get rid of them. I don't see a, a huge use case where this is going to be helpful. Well, but yeah, for no, I think like, I think what MGB is bringing up is because we don't have access to PS3 games within our PlayStation Plus supports, it, the functionality I, may not exist in this country. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't think it. Because you're not going to be able to put in your copy of fucking. Uh, no, my my reference was the PlayStation Three used to do that. Like if oh. you had a, if you owned a, if you owned the disc version and had a digital version, you could. It both would work without having to download a different SKU. Oh yeah, where it yells because yeah, like now yeah, if you if you bought the disc of something and then you had it digitally, you go ah ah ah, you got to you got to delete the fucker and reinstall the digital version. Yeah. Okay, I, I get where you're going. I thought you were inside the idea of like, hey, if you have the PS3 copy of Ratchet and Clank, you put it in, nah. and it, because Ratchet and Clank's part of the PlayStation Plus, he goes, oh, cool. No. You got us on the wording there. Uh, yeah, no, that, that, yeah, that's on me. Uh, and, la- yeah. and, and lastly, the um, the Platinum Trophy Pop now has a fancy, fancier animation. Yeah. Uh, there was a couple of other things that don't affect us here in Australia, but you can the voice control stuff works a little bit better now in the UK and Americas, and um, that's that's pretty much it. And 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 our wireless controllers all got an update as well. Yeah, and they can update wirelessly now. You don't have to plug your controller in to be updated. It goes, Bing, hey, you want to talk through Bluetooth? My like, yes, beep, big win. All right, moving on. Acquisitions and investments, writes Max. All the way back in 2021, Sony revealed that it had earmarked around 2 trillion yen, or about $18 billion US, I assume, for strategic investments across its entire company, which expanded the acquisition of developers like Housemark and Bungie, as well as the anime streaming service Crunchyroll. This money was intended to last until 2024, and during a Morgan Stanley web conference earlier this week, it can it has confirmed that it has about $5 billion left. It is important to underline that this figure expands to the entirety of the Japanese organization and not just the PlayStation division. But to be fair, SIE, Sony Interactive Entertainment, has been putting the money to good use both outright acquiring longtime partners with investing in developers like Epic Games and From Software. With Microsoft desperately trying to convince regulators to allow it to spend $69 billion on Activision Blizzard, however, it does shine a light on the difference of in pure spending power between the two. Now, with this in mind, one of the other things that have tend to come up uh, within this community, like, oh, $5 billion, what can they do with it? And everyone's like, buy Square Enix, buy Sega, blah, 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 buy Take Two. Like, the route, Take Two is worth more than $5 billion fucking dollars, all right? God yeah, their market cap, their market caps at like $19 million at the moment. Yeah. Uh, oh. $19 billion at the moment. Easy. Something Easy. ridiculous. Like, we're talking- even, I think even Squares is at like seven or eight. I don't think Sony could even afford Square at the moment. Nah, and, and like Square and Square are selling their shit off like hotcakes at the moment. Yeah, so. and like I, you know that they did mention that oh years ago they were ma- talking about like yeah that was years ago, like the industry at large has changed now, like the cost of everything has gone up, in terms of the cost to act, the cost to acquire a studio has gone up because the likes of Microsoft because the likes of Embracer Group they've they've artificially inflated the market, so like studios that really aren't worth the amount of money that they're being sold for therefore prevents anyone else from buying in 
Yeah. And mind you, PlayStation shouldn't be focusing on buying studios. Like buying Square just to spite the ABK deal. Okay. What does that help anyone? Like it wouldn't sit like once again, there's still there's still I mean it would it would it would equally match the pettiness that's going on anyway at this at this point in time around the ABK merger. Oh man, you wanna get to you wanna talk about petty? I've I you've hinted at what the next news is. Uh, I've called this one Sabotage Isn't Just a Gamer. <laughs> Sabotage. Uh, so let's talk about everyone's favorite ongoing story at the moment, and that's the uh, the war of the words between Microsoft and Sony in regards to the former's intent to purchase ABK. So Sony has voiced concern that should the acquisition come to pass, future Call of Duty titles on PlayStation could be sabotaged by Microsoft, either by design or neglect. This in turn could cause players to lose, quote, confidence in PlayStation as a go-to venue to Call of Duty. As reported by Eurogamer, Sony has outlined several ways in which it believes Microsoft could damage Call of Duty or, quote, impair PlayStation's competitiveness, end quote, in a new document containing Sony's notes on the UK's Competition and Markets Authority suggestions. Sony suggests, variously, that the strategies available to Microsoft could include increasing the price of Call of Duty on PlayStation, degrading the quality and performance, including by ignoring DualSense-specific features, restricting or not prioritizing investment in multiplayer on PlayStation 5 or PlayStation 4, or by simply making the game a Game Pass exclusive. But it's Sony's accusations regarding technical performance parity which are the most savage, stating that, quote, for example, Microsoft may release a PlayStation version of Call of Duty where bugs and errors emerge only once the game's final level or after updates happen. Even if such degradations could be swiftly detected, any remedy would likely come too late, by which time the gaming community would have lost all confidence in PlayStation as a go-to venue to play Call of Duty." Sony goes on to suggest that any form of behavioral commitment from Microsoft, quote, would be difficult and further claims that Microsoft have dragged their feet, engaged only when they sensed the regulatory outlook was darkening and favoured ne- negotiating in the media over engaging with Sony Interactive Entertainment directly. Yes. Microsoft responds to Sony's accusations in a statement provided to Eurogamer, quote, Since the CMA issued its provisional findings, we have offered solutions which address all concerns and increases the deal's benefits to UK players and game developers. These include a guarantee of parity between Xbox and PlayStation on access to all Call of Duty and legally binding commitments to ensure that Call of Duty is available to at least 150 million more players on other consoles and cloud streaming platforms once the deal closes. The decision now lies with the CMA on whether it will block this deal and protect Sony, the dominant market leader, or consider solutions to make that make more games available to more players." End quote. All right, so... So, market. Just just before you get in, I'll remind you that Microsoft have currently signed a deal with Nvidia, Steam, and Nintendo Mm. to release Call of Duty for at least the next ten years, with parity on performance, cost, release date, and one other thing. I can't think of it, but the it was like features or something. Now. Obviously, a Switch cannot fucking play. It's literally not possible. There is no way to ensure that parity when you've got that many different platforms to, well, ca- you, to count. But, but I mean, you, I mean, you realize that that the Switch is not going to get a real version. It's going to get a cloud yeah. version. They're going to be streaming. Then it's not parity. 
So then it then it is not an equal delivery method. And like, don't get me wrong. What the st- the, the statements that PlayStation have, or Sony have made here are incredibly tinfoil hat, but it's possible. The back end of their statement, though, we're talking about the idea of like you know play Microsoft's focus to negotiate through media rather than directly. Yeah, that's what we're seeing. I, I agree, but like the shoes also like it, oh, it yeah. goes both ways. Like by the sound of it, they've also offered Sony a bunch of deals, and so he's like, no, and no, then and no, they're well within their right to do and, so. And, and they are, but. Th- if okay. their argument, if their argument is Microsoft aren't aren't negotiating with us, and all this, and all that Sony is saying is no, we're not being like no. Well, that's still negotiating. No, like, we, negotiating we no doesn't idea. mean they have to well, talk I, backwards. If the offer is there and they say no, that was the attempt of a negotiation. I agree, but then Microsoft is still within their right to be like, hey, we've offered all these deals, and Sony's answer is just no to everything. Cool. Like, what are we but, supposed but to do? But then what what does that affirm, right? Like, once again, this goes back to the greater discussion, right? And it, I, I mean, it just affirms what we've seen in the past. Like, you know, Sony stuck their foot in the grass, you know, they, they shoved their stick in the mud with crossplay, and eventually they had to give in. Yeah. And like, like at some point, this deal is going to bite them in the ass when Microsoft come back. If this ABK deal comes through, and Microsoft's like, "Well, we gave you the option to fucking sign yeah, the deal. But you then, didn't want it, and now this is what you get." But with that in mind, then PlayStation have every Sony have every right to go see our entire nego- our entire argument. No, I'm like once again, I don't really give a flying fuck with this. Their entire <laughs> argument through this entire everything is P- Microsoft will take it away from other people. It will take it away, and then if and then Microsoft go well, we tried to negotiate, but we're not going to give it to them. They can go see. They did exactly what they said we would do. They sorry, they did exactly what we said they would do. We said that given the opportunity, they would ensure, regardless of their sentiment, the game should be available everywhere. They didn't. They lied. It's not wrong. It's not. It's not exactly correct either. Like it's an asterisk because, like you know, all negotiations, whatever, whatever, whatever. But if they wanted to, they could spin it in that direction. They they could, but I, then you know, it, it's to play devil's advocate. It gets spun. It's spun in the other direction. It's like, who a gamer is going to be more mad at? Are they going to be mad at Microsoft for denying them access to it, or are they going to be mad at Sony for being like, well, you had the opportunity. And instead of looking after your player base and your fan base, you decided to do this. Now we will go over to Microsoft. We will do yeah. the things oh, that yeah, you don't said get me wrong. we were going to do. Either like, options come with and, risk. And, you know, they're, you know, are they doing this despite themselves in the end? Or Look, it's, yeah. just, it's just one of those things. Like, this whole thing has been... So petty. Oh yeah, like it really has. And been. like even down to the like, what if they break the last level of the game? Hmm. Like that is real petty. But like, yeah, it's one again. It's like that argument kind of by bringing that up kind of devalues everything else that's been highlighted. And the other things that were highlighted, were the, or the fact the- that they're like, or the fact that they're like, oh, they're gonna. The, f- the first patch will break the game. The game will run perfectly fine until the first update. But yeah, so this is the other thing. Like they're talking about all this parity across across spaces. What's the metrics? 
What's the units of measurement for this? How do you, what do you determine as parity? Like, it, once again, they're like, oh, it's, it's, it's very vague. What, what are the repercussions if Microsoft do not, if, if they fail to deliver that? Then what? Like, does the deal suddenly just stop? No. So it's once again, Microsoft could say whatever they want. And they have demonstrated that they would say whatever they want to have this deal go through. And don't don't get me wrong. Sony have said near on everything they could to ensure this deal does not go through. Mm. Like they're both swinging for the fences to be shit. And like I saw, there's a quote this week, apparently allegedly from Jim Ryan that was like, we don't care about Call of Duty. We just want to block the deal. And that's fine too. Good. Like I appreciate that open and honest if that is in fact true. Makes sense for them to want to have that stance because okay. But like, it is getting gnarly and there is no clean way this is going to happen. Because once again, the only way this could really work is if all, you know, like we split it up. Microsoft buy King, which they've expressed is what they want. That they Oh, we're buying this deal because of the my, mobile. All right, well, here you go. Split it, you get King. Blizzard's still independent. Activision, uh, cool, Activision's still independent. Or... They still want to buy Activision. Okay, you can buy Activision, but a you know, as we can see, the greatest the greatest talking point about this deal is Call of Duty. Well, we're going to combine all the Call of Duty studios, so your Treyarchs, your uh, Infinity Wars, your Sledgehammer, Raven, etc. Combine them into their own studios called this Call of Duty Studios. Give it some fucking name. I don't know the so soaps. The, the, the studio is called Soap. There you go, done. McTavish or some fucking character from Call of Duty, right? And, and within the McTavish studio umbrella, you get all them. That isn't sold. Microsoft get everything else that Activision has. Everything. They get your Tony Hawks. They get your fucking Crash Bandicoots. They get your Spyros. But they don't get Call of Duty. Because once again, if the deal is so important, that you know, like if they sit here and talk about all the parts of that deal that's important, then it's it's then and then you go okay, well then what if we take this way? Because you've, what you've asked for is all of this, but you've taken oh, but you've taken away that. Yeah, but you said you wanted everything else. Like no, no, we really just wanted that. We don't really care about the rest. If that's the you know, does, does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of mush it all together and then go, hey, this is it. And it's now the Call of Duty Studios. That Call of Duty Call of Duty Studio runs independently, or it's owned by Microsoft, but it's it like like Bungie handled completely individual. So there is nothing connecting into Microsoft other than it is owned, and part of that is it must be available on all platforms. It must do this. It must do that. The only way to get around it. Will it happen? I don't fucking know anymore. I thought I do. I have no idea what's going to happen. It's crazy. Uh, MGB says, kind of like Bethesda, but also kind of not in a way. It is, yeah. In theory, kind of, but but Bethesda isn't running as an independent company. Like, they're, they're sorry, as, as an independent branch. They are all collectively separated with it like Zenimax I should say once again if you look at the the tree of play of Xbox Studios Microsoft Studios it's not 
Zenimax, and then down. It's not like a little tree. They they are all held equal now, which means Bethesda isn't operating on its own. Like in the same as Bungie. Like if you look at the first, you know, uh, uh, PlayStation first party worldwide studios, Bungie aren't on the list because they're not. They're owned, but they're off on their own thing over there. It's interesting. Uh, Marcy adds, I read an article the other day that Microsoft also see valuing in the CEO slash top management of Blizzard Activision uh, purely because they know how to get major games out the door, allegedly. Uh, there's some truth to it. Even with all the publicity around the management, they have the experience to get it done. That is true. If you look at like the head, like, like Bobby Kotick at the head of Activision, he is a piece of shit unquestionably you can't be in, you can't be in that position of a business of a ceo of a giant fucking corporation without some sort of sociopathic psychopathic fucking narcissism just horrible fucking person like in, in order to get to that point you must just consider humans fucking worthless and he's demonstrated that but bobby kotick is also who, what saved activision activision nearly went under he went in and saved it so yes from a greater business from an operations yeah, most definitely. Like, it makes sense. Um, like, the I, I can't remember who runs Blizzard, but, like, Blizzard, their reputation's in the fucking hole. Like, they aren't nowhere near as popular, respected, or trusted as they once were, and a lot of that is due to poor management decisions. Let's look, look at the World of Warcraft, Warcraft 3, War Master Edition, or whatever. That was, that was delivered very poorly because of poor management decisions. Mm-hmm. So, like, yes, they had... But once again, the same could be said for, like, oh, you know, like, look at Todd Howard as Bethes- at Bethesda Softworks, right? He has a great history of getting games out the door. He does. Have they been well-received recently? No. Fallout 76. Fallout 4. You know what I mean? Like, the last couple games not doing all that well, right? And what does that mean for Starfield, which now has the date? It better be fucking good. Like now it's a date, yeah. It got delayed by fucking six months. Yeah, so September six, whatever it is, which is possibly the same time that uh, Spider Man comes out. By the way, heads up. Um, Reverend Park, Mike Mike Yabara is the head. Thank you. Like, it's one of those things, right? I get that sentiment, Marcy. I, I do. Or Marzi. Um, once again, you know, you're just you're just sharing an article, so that's fine. But it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, well, I get it. But like, and look, what? Ha! All right, here we go. An extension of that, right? <laughs> Is Microsoft's first-party studio so poorly managed that they feel obligated to buy better managers? They can't even like. Well, we have subpar studios. Let's buy more. We have subpar management. Let's buy more. Bold strategy, Cotton. Fuck's sake. Fuck's sake. All right, what's next? Uh, quick bits for you. Hey, <clears throat> go me. All right, quick bits. The penultimate episode, that's episode eight of The Last of Us, hits 8.1 million viewers. So it's a show has consistently gone up in viewership each and every week. Now, the series finale airs this Monday. Get excited. I know I am. The Last of Us Part 1 PC specs are out now and they're fucked. 
Max, your beautiful new PC, which no less than two weeks ago were like, I installed God of War, I'm suddenly playing it at Ultra, playing Returnal, it's all smick. How does how does Last of Us Part 1 perform on your PC? Yeah, I can't. I, uh, according to the text document, will not be able to play it on Ultra. Yep, I likely cannot run the main menu. Oh, shut up. Siri just yelling at me, get out of here. Too rude. Uh, yes, and uh, one something that I haven't checked out yet, but I've been wanting to, Resident Evil 4 Village, no, that's not right, Resident Evil 4 Chainsaw Demo is out now. So this dropped her with the Capcom Mahuzma? Yeah, this some week. Capcom event happened on Friday morning. Which I didn't know about uh, until someone's like, hey, this happened tomorrow. I'm like, oh. Exo Primal got a date in July, and the Resident Evil 4 Demo came out. I don't know anything else that happened. Yeah. Street Fighter 6, maybe? Who knows? Uh, and uh, finally, according to a Bloomberg report, Suicide Squad has been delayed again due to poor, due to poor showing at the Sony State of Play. That's pretty much confirmed. Yeah. Yep. So the, the, the delay is legit. Yeah. It's like a six-month delay. I don't know whether it's inv- connected to the, Sony, the State of Play, but I'm sure it's not helping. Mm. Uh, upcoming titles we have Walson Lords of Mayhem coming March 15th to PlayStation 4 and 5 Anno 1800 console edition PS5 March 16th Gorn PS5 March 16th The Dark Pictures Switchback VR PS5 March 16th Peppa Pig World Adventures PS4 PS5 March 17th WWE 2K23 PS4 PS5 March War Games and Trials to Azure, PS4, March 17th. Whew. War Games! The answer is WWE 2K23. War Games! I'm fucking so keen to play it, eh? Oh, but if you have the Icon Edition of WWE, it comes out Tuesday. 13th. I think. Yeah, it checks out. Ah, uh, the old pay-to-play early. No, 14th. Uh, MGB, I've got my pre-order. Can't wait for Tuesday. I can't wait to play it. Oh, fuck. What happened to you? Oh, I sweat, like slept awkwardly last night, so I've got this pain from my fucking shoulder blade all the way up my neck. Ooh. And as I did this to, like, do Sorry, the oh, sus look, I fucking oh. pinched my neck again. Do sus face and jer- <laughs> jerked your neck out. Do sus face and just But yeah, Dark Pictures Switchback. I totally forgot about that. When are you publishing it? I'll have to, I'll have to talk to, talk to Con. Talk to the old peoples at the cap at the uh, Bandai's, Bandai, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Bandai. Yeah, Bandai did all the dark pictures stuff. It's true, they did. It'd be really weird if this wasn't them. Yeah, it'd be really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thank you, everyone, for joining um, in this, this week's episode. We have a longy because we, we spent a lot of time fuck assing around at the start, just talking about. You just, nonsense. you just like you and your weird flex of like, I got fucking free beers at the game. Expo. Yeah, I got boozed up all day. Here's 25 <laughs> minutes of me talking about being boozed. Uh, good times. That was good. It was, yeah, it was good. Either way, we appreciate you all taking the time to come and check out the show. Big thank you. <laughs> Max, in the same. Well, everybody, this PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. <laughs> However, if you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, come and check out our socials. Facebook, Discord, and Instagram. All of those links. And Twitter. Oh, and Twitter. And Twitter. And Twitter. I, I'm, I'm tweeting now. I'm trying to be better at the socials. Come and harass us. 
All those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures. Watch us record this show live where you jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are listening on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. And as Marcy says, apologies for coming in late. Notifications never came up. I will listen to a start of Spotify. If you do watch us on the YouTubes, please download on the Spotify anyway, or the, or the Apple. Just give us a free download. We'll take it. Download it. Let it finish. Delete it. That's cool. We'll take the rub. That's fine. <laughs> but make sure to give us a five-star rating and, uh, and a written review if you can. Uh, that does help the exposure. Uh, just by giving a little bit of a five star because it's been a while since we've had any of the ratings or reviews both on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so please give it a bell um, if you are what, yeah but yeah and of course with YouTube you've subscribed thumbs up that sort of stuff is always fun like too. comment subscribe yeah Woo. Woo. yeah smash that like button as they please said don't sma- please don't smash that like button just like gently caress the like, no, no, the like yeah, button yeah take the like button the like button out for a nice dinner you know treat it nicely ask how it stays been you know and then smash you treat it nice. Give the give the give the give the like some love, and then smash its fucking brains out. If you want to support this phone, if you want to support show financially, you can at patreoncom slash popculture as well as our merchandise store, popculture.com slash shop, where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit without logos on it. But until next week, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm gonna go smash some people on DMZ. Hot. I'm gonna go play Resident Evil Four. I'm Ryan and and eat some pulled pork oh man yeah (laughs) and I'm Max Cooper and that was for the players Uh, smash getting all sweaty yeah yeah can't wait (laughs) sweat the game is lube (laughs) 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 (la